back with another episode of the Comfortably Uncomfortable Podcast. It's yours truly, Trambo, back again. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, what made me uncomfortable? What made me comfortable? We're going to do that segment every podcast, and then when I have guests next season, we're going to have them, I'm going to ask them the same question, and we're going to go from there. Uh, so what made me uncomfortable? Uh, this one is tough. So in my last episode, the pilot episode, I gave a shout out to a teacher who kind of got me into this whole space, like with news and media and broadcasting and just everything having to do with this space uh, by the name of uh, Mr. Berkey, Marlon Berkey. Uh, well, um, after I shouted him out um, last week here in uh, Nebraska, he was charged with um, child pornography. Crazy, right? Look how timing works. He was child. He was charged with child pornography. Uh, he was a principal at a Catholic school here. Uh, in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, where I live at. So that was the most uncomfortable thing because it's like, wow, I just gave this praise to this guy. I've been looking for this dude because, like, he really, like, you know, put me into a path where I could see myself being successful at. Uh, And to all my crazy-ass friends who thinking right now, hell no, he didn't touch me. He has no child pornography in me because I know you fucking lunatics are out there making jokes right now. So the answer is no to that one. Um, What made me comfortable? This is an obvious one. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris made me comfortable. Why? Because this beautiful black lady was on TV doing everything all the black women in my life have done to me for years. Looking at me with that look, rolling their neck, checking me. She did that to Mike Pence at the vice presidential debate. If you haven't watched it, go YouTube that because that made me so comfortable because it's like, wow, this beautiful lady is up here being a representation to all the black queens out there and that just was so dope to me and i love kamala because she's beautiful she talks great she just liked that like she really really liked that but that's what made me comfortable and that leads me into what this episode is about it's about women in particular black women why because i love 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 black women um i'm surrounded by black women i'm surrounded by women in general they are my favorite people on this planet like absolutely i could not do this life thing without women i'm just gonna break down um the women in my life and how they affected me and how they made made me a better person how i've learned from them how they put me in check how just everything um i know this is a big year for you know us all breaking up women and whatnot and i would be lying to you and to myself if to say i've always been great to women because i haven't and i feel like if i could go back uh i don't regret the things I did to women because they helped me learn and they helped me evolve and it got me to this place where I'm at now where I feel like I'm great to women. Obviously, you can always do better, but I haven't always been good. So I'm going to tell you some things, some stories about me not being good to women. And we're going to we're going to get to the good part, like where I'm at now in life. Um, So where do I begin? Special shout out to obviously the number one woman in my life, my mom whom I love dearly, uh, who happens to, who has to be the strongest woman, um, that I know. I know we all said it about our mom, but I really, really, I really mean that about mine. Um, backstory about me. Um, my mom is a widow. Uh, she was married to my dad, whose name is Bertrand Turnbow Sr. He died in 1994 of colon cancer. I was born in 1992. So you do the math to let you know that my mom lost her husband and the father to her son, early early on and it's been me and my mom since um so you can just imagine how devastating that is for a young mother at the time to lose her husband and her partner in this whole parenting thing 
And my mom has never skipped a beat. Um, she's been excellent. It's never been a want that I had in life that I did not receive. She's provided me everything that I could possibly imagine in life and then some. And she continues to do that to this day. So love you, mom. Special, special shout out to you. Um, that goes without saying. My grandmas, my aunts, all that. They know where they stand with me. I don't even have to get into that. I want to touch on women that I've dealt with in a, a deeper level, a relationship level, and how I've not always been good to those women, but those women have got me to where I'm at now. Um, so let's start there. Um, in high school, I've always loved women. Like I've always, you know, liked women. Um, let's get that out of the way now. <laughs> I love women, but I was always terrified her or I don't want to say terrified, but I was really hesitant or like nervous to approach women, just not knowing what to do with women. Cause like I said, my father died when I was young. So like seeing that, that male figure in the house, uh, treating a woman right or treating a woman wrong. I never got to see that. So I never had those experiences. So anything that I've done with a woman has been in trial and error. I've done it. Okay. That wasn't right. It's like touching the touching the stove. That's how my relationship with women are. It's like the stove is hot. You go touch it up. You burn yourself. You know not to do that again. So that's my that's my that's how I've always dealt with women up until a certain point, up to a certain age. Well, now it's like I know better and I I'm supposed to do better. Um. So in high school, I was never really involved with a woman seriously like that. Like yeah, I messed around with women, but not not like you know in a relationship. It wasn't until I graduated high school. I was in my freshman year of college and I met this girl um, who I remember just meeting her um, downtown uh, in the city I'm from, Omaha, Nebraska, uh, walking with my friends. And I'm like, who is this girl? And I thought she was the most beautiful girl at the time I had ever seen. And it's like something was different. Something something clicked to me like, oh, I've seen other girls and I've liked other girls and I've talked to other girls. I've texted, communicated, went on dates with other girls. But this one right here special i like her i need her and what happened long story short i got that girl um and i was in a relationship with that girl and that was my first relationship i had to be about 19 so it was like young but that was my first relationship that was my first time like you know just really like spending a lot of time with a girl i had lost my virginity before then but this was like the first time that i was i was responsible and i was uh i cared about another person's feelings on the level that i cared about mine um, that relationship, that relationship started off really great. Um, it was like, you know, the honeymoon phase, anything I could ever imagine that relationship was, was that, um, but that quickly ended fucking quick. Um, I, I like to compare men's lives to those of superhero movies. If you ever watched any superhero movie, you know, in that movie, at a certain point in the movie, that superhero is going to reach the height of his superpowers and then he's going to tr he's going to test out those superpowers to see how strong those superpowers are that's how men are at least that's at least that's how i look at it when i when I, what i mean when i say that is that i was in that relationship and i started to get a lot more popular social media was around i started getting popular on twitter on instagram just in the social aspect i started becoming I don't want to say a big deal. It's not like I was famous or anything like that, but I was becoming more popular. More people were knowing me. More, more people were liking me. I was being involved with a lot more people, different friends and all that. So I reached a level where it was like, I felt like I was on the top of the fucking world. And what did I do? I started cheating on that girl. And I'm not saying like cheating as far as like, oh, I'm texting. No, I was fucking. I was 
seeing other women and I was feeling myself and I was fucking them. And it was multiple women at that. When I tell you I cheated on this girl so bad, it was crazy. Like looking back on it, it's like, wow, I was a fucking lunatic. In particular, I was dating this girl and it was 2012. It was August 2012. And when I say I was at the height of my superpowers, I felt like there was there was nothing that I could not do as far as women. Like I just felt like I could get any woman I wanted and anyone that I wanted, I got. So in particular, the month of August 2012, I had a girlfriend and I had sex with four different women in the month of August each week of the month. And in one week of the month, I had a threesome with two of those women. Like I had to pause so y'all could really hear what I just said. While dating a woman, I had sex with four brand new different women in the month of August 2012, four different weeks. And on one of those weeks, I had a threesome with two of those women. I know I'm not bragging about that. I know it's funny. I know y'all laughing. And trust me, when I'm talking to my homeboys or talking to my homegirls, I brag about it. But that's not what I'm doing here. I'm just trying to tell you my story. So I did that. And that wasn't the end of it. It's like most people do that. Like, okay, we're going to be we're going to be right. And we're going to be we're going to be good after that. Not me. I did that shit. And I just kept doing it over and over and over and over. I was so bad at it or so good at it, depending on who you look, who you talk to. I cheated with my girlfriend for the first time in that month of August, 2012. And I dropped a girl off after having sex with her the night before in the morning before I dropped that girl off, went to the fucking uh, florist in the grocery store, bought my girlfriend a dozen roses, knocked on her door for no fucking reason, random and gave her the flowers. And she was like, Oh, crying. Like, this is beautiful. What was this for? And my goofy ass was fucking lying. Like, oh, just because I love you. Just lunatic shit. Gave her fucking flowers because I just got done cheating. And I didn't give her flowers because I felt bad. I gave her flowers because I knew that I was not going to stop. That shit felt that good. And I kept doing it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. That shit lasted about a good two years of me being in a relationship and cheating on her the entire time. Now, I know y'all saying like, wow, you're an asshole. Why did you do that? honestly do not know why I did that. Um, did I love my girlfriend? I did. I absolutely did. But like I said, me being young, me not knowing how to treat women, what not to do and what to do. Um, I don't want to blame it on me not having a father because that that's, that's, uh, insensitive. That's disingenuine to my father or just disingenuine to my mom, how she raised me. But it's like, someone can tell you how to treat a woman or someone can tell you how to do something, but until you do it yourself, it's damn near impossible to actually have that real life experience. And I think that's what it was. And I did love my girlfriend at the time. I eventually stopped loving my girlfriend. And instead of being a man and being an adult and like breaking it off, I kept doing it, kept doing her wrong, kept doing bad and still coming back to her, which at the time I was like, fuck her. I didn't see the big deal about that. It's like, I don't care. I didn't care about her feelings. Clearly even though I said in my mind, I did like I care, but I didn't really care. Cause if I cared, I wouldn't have done that. But I know that now more than I knew it then. So I was doing it. And a part of me, why like I didn't break it off is just because like, why would I do that? Like I said, I was feeling myself. It's like, why break that off when it's not, when it's still working? Like, why would I do that? Why, why would I not have my cake and eat it too? Like who the fuck would break it off when I can do this and have all these women? Well, eventually it was going good. Until it wasn't. There's a couple instances in that situation where I got fucking caught. Um, one in particular. 
um, my girlfriend went out to a fucking uh, party. I never forget this. It was a Friday night. My girlfriend had stayed over. At the time, I lived with my cousin. Shout out to my cousin, Nardo. Love you, boy. Um, I was, I had spent, she had spent the night with us. It was a Friday. I had to work Saturday morning. He had something to do Saturday morning. So I left our house going to work thinking it's a regular day. My cousin, uh, which I didn't know at the time, he left to go somewhere and my girlfriend was stuck in the house. So he was like, I'm going to give her a key, give her the key or leave the door unlocked or something. I don't know how it happened, but I'm going to give her my key so she can, so she can lock up when she leaves. So me going to work, I'm cool. My girlfriend's asking me to come to this party with her and her friends. I'm like, I really don't feel like it. I don't want to go to a party. Now, mind you, I'm young. So it's like, who wouldn't want to go to a party? And it was a popping party. I believe it was like a Kappa party or something. And I didn't want to go. I was like, I'm not feeling it. It's not that I didn't want to go, but I had some shit set up already. I had been cheating with this girl for a minute. Um, so it was like, oh, she coming over tonight. Like, you know, I'm going to fuck this girl while my girlfriend at this party. You know, whatever, whatever. Me thinking like, oh, my girlfriend going to go home after that. She's not going to come here. Well, was I in for a treat? So party going on. I'm with this girl. Uh, my cousin is there. He's sleeping in his room. The girl, you know, we vibing out. You know, we had sex before. So it's like, I'm already knowing what this was going to happen right now. Girl happened to be on a period. So at this time, I'm like, I'm young. So I'm like, there is no way. I'm fucking this girl on the period. I'm not even doing that now, but damn sure I wasn't doing it back then. So I'm like, cool. Like, you know, she on the period, but guess what? She bleeding, but her mouth not bleeding. Uh, so, um, my ass, you know, getting to bed and I'm a fucking lunatic straight up. So I get butt ass naked. I'm talking about naked, nothing on, no socks, nothing. I lay in the bed. This girl got her fully clothed. She got on jeans, shirt, everything. I'm getting head right in my room. I hear, the front door unlocked. I know my cousin is room sleep. I know nobody breaking in because I can hear the key. So for a second, the girl and I pause. She's like, what was that? I'm like, nothing. Keep going. In the back of my mind, I'm knowing. That's my fucking girlfriend downstairs opening that fucking door. You think I stopped? Hell no. Like I said, the height of my fucking superpowers. Girl still going. She going crazy. I'm getting ready to come. That sound is getting louder and louder. I hear the foot, footsteps up the door, up the steps. Door opens. The girl's still sucking my dick, y'all. Listen, she's still going. I know there's somebody in the room at this point. The girl knows somebody's in the room at this point. For some reason, I have no idea why we stopped. We eventually stopped. My girlfriend opens the door to the bedroom. Now, mind you, the girl still has her hand on my dick. She stopped, though, but she still got her hand on my dick. I'm still laying there naked. We not moving. My girlfriend is clearly drunk. It was a night of party. She comes in the room. She takes her clothes off. She takes her glasses off. She opens the closet. I can hear like putting on some shorts. Me and the girl still laying there, not moving a sound, not moving. My girlfriend flips on the fucking light, y'all. When I tell you my fucking life flashed before me. My girlfriend open turns on the fucking light and sees me and this girl laying in bed. I'm naked. This girl is fully clothed with her hand on my dick. When I tell you the next few moments of that were some of the craziest times I've experienced in my life. Out of nowhere, my girlfriend goes, are you serious, Bertrand? And she jumps on the fucking bed, y'all. Jumps on the bed. 
and starts hitting this girl. I'm laughing hysterically right now because this is so crazy. I'm so nervous. I'm so fucking uncomfortable. But at the same time, I'm so comfortable. I just told you I'm laying in the bed naked. So as uncomfortable as I was, I was fucking comfortable in that moment. I'm laughing. My girlfriend stops. She then turns and punches me in the side of my temple. I've never been hit harder to this day. The girl who was who I was in the bed with jumps out, runs out of my room, runs downstairs out the door. I'm mad at my girlfriend because she fucking hit me. Not thinking like, oh, she just walked in on you getting your dick sucked, Trambo. You mad at her because she hit you. She hit me. She cusses me out. And then she ramsacks my room, throws everything off my dresser and storms out. Instead of me chasing her, I'm yelling, get out. You got to get out. I'm yelling at her because she walked in on me basically having sex with another girl. Fucking crazy, right? Like I said, I haven't always been good to women, but trust me, in this episode, you'll see where life comes full circle. I'm better now. Um, So that happened. And yeah, and you would think like, oh, you stopped cheating after that. You think I did? Hell no. I did not stop cheating after that. Two weeks, the girl who I was in the bed with, she was mad at me. Two weeks later, we was right back on. Me and my girlfriend, we made up the next day. I'm sure I blamed it on something fucking stupid like, oh, because this, because of that. No fucking reason. But I kept doing what I was fucking doing. Crazy, right? Um, I didn't stop cheating there, though. I kept fucking cheating. I know. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Another instance. This is the this is a this is a moment where I knew that I did not love my girlfriend anymore. Uh, I seen a meme the other day that said I watched my girlfriend carry up a case of water up some stairs. I knew at that point I did not love her anymore. I knew I did not love my girlfriend the way I thought I did or the way I envisioned I did. One day I was walking into a mall um, and it was a food court and I was with two other friends of mine, two girls at the time. Um, Shout out to Yana, shout out to Stax. I never forget this. I was with them and we were walking through the food court at West Rose Mall. And I seen a girl sitting on a guy's lap that I thought was the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm telling you, like, when I when people say love at first sight, I seen this girl. And I'm like, I love this girl. I like this girl. And I did not speak to this girl. But I knew I was going to see this girl again. And I knew if I seen her again... I had to have her. I loved this. I, I just thought this girl was the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. And it wasn't like she was stacked like boobs and ass. None of that. I locked eyes with this girl sitting on another guy's lap in the food court. And I'm like, oh, I got to have her. I got to have her. Fast forward. I'm with my girlfriend. And we go to my cousin's house. Shout out Daisha. I'm sure Daisha does not remember this story at all. But me and my girlfriend go to Daisha's house, my cousin Daisha. My cousin Daisha used to have, she used to live with her mom and all her friends used to come over there. For some reason, I got invited this day. And I went over there with my girlfriend. It was a Sunday and they were playing like fucking tag or some fucking corny kid game in the fucking street. Like just having a good time. That girl that I seen months prior at the mall was at my cousin's house. It's like this is the second time I've seen her. And again, I got to fucking have this girl, y'all. Like, I love this girl. I seen her again, and I knew I didn't speak to her then. And I'm like, the whole time I'm with my girlfriend, I'm driving back home. And I'm like, 
nah, I got to get this girl. I got to have her. I got to have her. So, again, I didn't speak to her. But what I did after that, I got home and I followed this girl on Twitter. Um, this girl had tweeted. I, I, I wish I could find the DM, but I cannot find it. Um, she had tweeted something about um, holding grudges. And I've never been a DM diver. Like, I never jumped in DMs or like, I just never been that person. Like I never did that. Cause like I said, I'm always with women. I've always been shy to a certain extent. So unless I'm comfortable with you, I'm really a shy person. So I never, and I never knew how to approach women. And I think that goes back to just not, not knowing, like not learning from a guy how to approach women. So I never knew how I still honestly do not know how, um, but that's another podcast, another day, another day. Um, but anyway, the girl tweeted that she has a problem with holding grudges. Um, so think back then I'm thinking like, this is not really jumping in DMS. I'm really being genuine in this. Like I'm really want to help this girl get over holding grudges. So I hopped in her DMS, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to stop holding grudges. And we just had a conversation and it was natural. Like it was, it flowed great. Just off of her saying that she hold, held grudges. Somehow we having a conversation in DMS. She got my number. I got her number. We texting at this point. We, we've been a solid, solid friendship, like a solid friendship. Damn near, we talking every fucking day, y'all. Like, we literally, like, texting, we talking. Eventually, it moved into, and I, and this girl lived in Lincoln. She went to school at a college 45 minutes away from uh, where I live. So, we have a conversation every day. All we did was talk, and we built up a bond, a fr- like, a, a genuine friendship. Like, I know I said I love this girl, but it was never on no, like, I want to fuck this girl. It was never that. It was like, I really love this girl. Like, I could see myself marrying this girl. That's how, that's how crazy I felt about this woman at the time. So we talking every day, mind you, I still had a girlfriend this whole time, but we talking every day. So again, I'm not physically cheating and I still was cheating. I still was fucking different women on the side, fucking friends. I was still doing that, but nothing like this connection I had with this woman. So eventually we in Texans turned into us FaceTiming every day. Um, her friends would see me. I would see her friends and it was Valentine's day. I don't remember what the year was. But this, me and this girl had been texting and she was talking about how she never like had a Valentine's day. Like she never had that. She never, a guy that she dated never like went out on Valentine's day. So me being me, um, I'm a nice guy. So I'm very, I'm very thoughtful. Mind you, I still had a girlfriend. So, um, you would think, you know, Valentine's day, you would think a boyfriend would go all out for their girlfriend. Not me, not me. Like I said, I'm a fucking lunatic. So what did I do? This time, it was a time around when the movie Twilight, the book and the movie were very, very popular. And this girl loved, loved Twilight. Like, it was her favorite thing ever. And she had told me how she did not ever experience a true Valentine's Day. So, me being who I am and thoughtful and also a lunatic, I hadn't even thought about my girlfriend for Valentine's Day. Haven't even hadn't even given it a thought at all. Like, zero. I went to the store. And you know, like in school, when you know when you're in elementary, you make the um, you do the the little card Valentine's that you do. I went and got every Twilight Valentine's Day card I could find. I think I maybe had like a hundred, and I literally wrote on every single one of them, "Happy Valentine's Day, Happy Valentine's Day." Put them in an old shoebox. I had a whole old shoebox, and so I made a box like the old Valentine's you did in elementary, like the box. I stuffed all the Twilight cards in there. I bought candy. I bought all that girl's favorite things. Everything she told me on the phone, I remembered and I put it all in a box. So I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I think I'm a cool nigga. I think I'm, you know, I'm about to get my shit off. So I go mail this. Now, mind you, it was in a shoebox. So I wrapped it up in nice, nice Valentine's Day paper, all that. 
I go drop it in the mailbox. Like I didn't take it to the post office. I put like two stamps on it. I go put it in the mailbox. I'm thinking, cool. Like I didn't tell her about this. It's gonna show up to her dorm. I'm gonna be that nigga. Like she gonna love. I'm gonna be her best friend. Like I'm thinking that. Little did I know at the time that you had to pay for postage. I had never mailed a package off. Like I mailed like envelopes, but I had never mailed like a package. So I'm thinking like a stamp was going to get me there. Not knowing you had to, the price of postage changed with the amount of the amount of stuff you had. So I'm thinking it's Valentine's day. So I'm not thinking that I'm waiting around for the text. Like, Oh, this girl going to see this box. She going to go crazy. I get a call from my girlfriend, my girlfriend being a good girlfriend or being a normal person. She's I'm at work. She's going to go to the house, decorate the house, decorate my room. I live with my cousin, so she was going to decorate the house, decorate my room, etc. Valentine's Day. Of course, the universe works in crazy ways. So my girlfriend is at the house, decorating my entire room, decorating the house, all that. Going all off Valentine's Day. I hadn't even thought about this one for Valentine's Day. The fucking mailman knocks on the door, and he has a package. And what package does he have? He has a package that I mailed off to this other girl who lived in Lincoln. Why did he knock on the door? Because I did not pay for the proper postage. So the box came back to the sender. And of course my address was on there. And of course my girlfriend will be there. Who, who but her? So she, the mailman gives her the package. My girlfriend sees this. She sees the girl's name on the package. She rips up the package. She rips it open, opens it. And since all this thoughtful and loving shit, I got this girl. She calls me going crazy. Who the fuck is this? Yada, yada, talking crazy. Me, I'm like, oh, no, like, no, that's my friend. We've been friends forever. I made up a crazy-ass lie. I'm not going to tell you that lie because this lie is nuts. To this day, this might be my craziest lie. I'm not doing that on here. Um, but long story short, she going crazy, going crazy. I had to, I went all out for this girl, other girl for Valentine's Day. Couldn't believe it. I knew at that point, like, I hate it here. I did not want to be with my girlfriend, but I'm the type of person where I hate confrontation at all costs, good or bad. I avoid it at all costs. So I never brought myself to be able to end it with my girlfriend. I just kept cheating on her. So after that day of her finding that Valentine's day, our relationship would never be the same because I believe in her head. She knew like, Oh, he really there's something going on with this girl i ne now mind you i never had sex with this girl yet i never talked to this i never never anything like that but that day after that day me and this girl our bond just off communication had became so 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 strong that i started to develop feelings that i didn't know that i didn't know could possibly happen with another person like that's how deep i was into this friendship that i had created with this woman so, um, long, so basically the woman moved back, college is over and I'm involved with this girl, I, like involved as far as like talking. And I never forget she was doing summer school and my girlfriend was at work. Now, mind you back, let me back up. Cause I'm, I'm thinking I'm going ahead too much. The girl that I had been talking to, she knew that I possibly had a girlfriend, but of course, you know, niggas I'm downplaying. Like, I'm not really with that girl like that. Like, nah, we broke up. So 
we we friends though. Like so, it's not. It's never. It hadn't got to a point where it's like it felt like more. Like I felt like I was doing anything wrong. Like hindsight, I was doing something wrong. I was really having a whole relationship with somebody, minus the physical attraction and all that stuff like that. So I never forget the girl moved back to Omaha for summer. She was in summer school and she hit me up like, "Yo, I gotta do some homework. I gotta go to this Asian market and you know do some homework." I'm like, "Cool, fuck it. I'm gonna go with you." This is the first time I hung out with this girl. And that day, I'm like, oh, yeah, this it's over for my girlfriend. Like, there's, I'm never I'm never going back to her. Like, I'll be in a relationship. Like, I'll stay with a relationship. I'll still, you know, fuck on her, et cetera, et cetera. But anything else, I'm out. I'm done with this one. This You can cut this up. Like, I'm done. But I never I never actually did it, which is an asshole of me. Um, so I hang out with this girl. And after, after that, I knew I had to be with this girl. So it became a point where her friend, the girl's friends and my friends were like, not even my friends. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my friends about this girl at all. I told one friend, shout out to my boy, Sean. I told him about her. Nobody else knew. Everybody else just thought like, oh, Trambo and this other girl's in a great relationship. So um, eventually, you know, we start talking a little more than friends. Like we start thinking about the possibility of what if, like, wait, we could possibly we could possibly be in a relationship with each other. Like this is, I like where this is going. Her friends were in her ear. I was in her ear. Her friends was in my ear, but we was both like timid. Like, nah, we such good friends. We shouldn't, we shouldn't mess this up. But in the back of our heads, I think I knew. And I know she knew like, this is a real thing. So it was new year's. Never forget it. We had talked for like a month. Like, okay, we're going to take our friendship to the next level. We're going to do this. We're going to have sex with each other. And, I had a girlfriend, my girl, like I said, my girlfriend was younger than me, so she couldn't participate, she couldn't go out and have, you know, and participate with, with me on New Year's because she was too young, so I'll never forget this, I was out, it was my first New Year's being 21, and I had went out with my boy Pook, shout out my boy Pook, and this girl who I became friends with, she was texting me all night, you know how girls do, they, she was drunk, and she like, you coming over, and I'm like, yeah, I'm coming over, like, I'm really doing this. My girlfriend was at my house, staying at my house. Um, I she, So she was staying at my house, waiting for me that whole night to come back. And my I don't know if my girlfriend was naive or she was that in love, but I went out for New Year's and I didn't spend New Year's with her. So I went out with my boy Pook. I text her. I text my girlfriend and my mom like, yo, I got way too drunk. So, you know, my phone died. I ain't going to be able to. I, I'm going to stay with my homeboy. I'm going to stay with Pook. What I do, I go over to that girl's house and I have sex with her. And at that point, it was over with for my girlfriend. Like, I know I said it a couple times, but no, trust me, it was over with. The best vagina I had ever had in my life. I remember texting my boy Sean and texting him and telling him, like, I just had the best sex I ever had. I had I had it. It was it. Was it. Like, she the best. She's top tier, the best. So that's, and that's what happened. And funny thing is a couple years go by not even a couple maybe a year and a half go by and me and this girl are basically in a full-blown relationship so at this point i have two girlfriends and i have several other women that i'm involved with sexually on the side you couldn't tell me shit again the height of my superpowers but just like every super superhero movie a superhero tests his superpowers and that villain that villain, that villain gets him and it, it knocks him down and he has to start all back over and you cry in the movie because you think superhero's going to die, but you're not sure, but it's so dramatic. 
That's basically what happened to me. So, after being involved with this woman, having a girlfriend, having sex with both of them, I know I'm not proud of it, but it happened. It helped me grow. I got a call one day on FaceTime. The girl calls me and tells me that she's pregnant. She's pregnant. I'm thinking my life is over. Everything that happened up until that point, the years of me cheating on my girlfriend, getting away with it, stuff she's not knowing about, it's come to a it's come to a head. Like how the villain is in every superhero movie, karma had caught up to me. Karma was my kryptonite and it, it had met each other. Like there's no way of avoiding this thing anymore. She's pregnant. And even though I'm an asshole, and even though I was treating women terribly at the time, I was still, I still had those values that my mom taught me. I knew how to, I knew how to be a stand-up guy. I knew I was involved with this woman, so it was never a situation where she said she was pregnant, and I was like, "Oh, that ain't mine." It was, it never came out of my mouth. I'm so crazy that I had a girlfriend the entire time. Now, mind you, I've been telling this other girl that I did not have a girlfriend. We were broken up this whole entire time. I had been telling her. For years, there was times when we got into it over the girl, but still, I'm like, I'm not involved with this girl. And we were young, so it was like, whatever. I was going to every appointment with this girl. I went to the hospital with her so they confirmed the pregnancy. We were talking about stuff. And for months, <clears throat> this this happened in January. And for months, the girl had the girl had told me, oh, let me, first of all, let me let me back up completely. I skipped a whole step. This is what happens when you don't have a piece of paper and you're just rambling and you're just talking. So, again, I told you before, the year before, me and the girl had sex for the first time on New Year's Eve. I still was involved with the girl for the entire year leading up to that. So, this is New Year's Eve 2014. I had, me, and this, me and the girl had fell out. We got into a bad argument over something that I did. We hadn't talked for months. We hadn't talked from about August to December. December come around. Um, I'm big into Christmas. So me and this girl have finally like reconnected because the guy that she was dealing with after her and I fell out, did her wrong. He did something stupid, et cetera, et cetera. So we somehow got back into contact. We start, we hung out one time. Like we went to a, we went to Cheesecake Factory on Christmas Eve. Never forget it. We ate at Cheesecake Factory. We caught up. Like we was just catching up, reminiscing. And of course, the magic was still there. We still vibing. Everything's still good. So, um, you know, New Year's is close to to Christmas. So a couple week a week later, basically, big party, huge party, um, downtown Omaha at the club. Uh, what was the name of the club? I can't even remember at the time, but party was crazy. But anyway, me and all the homies got a um a room at a hotel that I happened to be working at at the time. Um, got a hotel discount at the Hampton Inn, downtown Omaha. So at the party, my girlfriend in there, you know, it's the party going crazy. But guess who I see in the party? I see that other girl. She looking good. I'm talking about good. I'm like, yeah, I'm going home with her. Mind you, I had a hotel. So girl vibing. She drunk as hell. She talking to me like, I'm definitely coming. I'm definitely coming to your hotel after this. And I'm like, oh, I'm all with it. Not even thinking about my girlfriend. End of the night come. <clears throat> I shake the spot. And I somehow sneak out with this other girl not my girlfriend my girlfriend is with her homegirls and i ditched her i turned my phone off i go back to the hotel with this girl 
And, I mean, you know, long story short, I'm that boy, so you know how it go down. We did our thing. Meanwhile, my girlfriend, not knowing, not unbeknownst to me, is around this whole hotel room looking for me, knocking on doors. I told you my friends had a hotel there. So they, she at their room looking for me. She blowing my phone up. I turn my phone off. I'm with this girl, not a care in the world. I'm really living a life right now. Terrible to women, but I promise it all makes sense at the end. So fast forward a couple weeks, get a FaceTime call. Girl told me she pregnant. I didn't have one doubt in my mind about it. I knew what I had done weeks prior. I already knew what type of time it was. I never, this is, I never been so uncomfortable with something, but in the back of my mind, I was so comfortable. And that's how I got the name of this podcast from this very incident that happened to me, which is a crazy incident. When you think like I had a whole girlfriend for damn near five years. And now this girl that I really like damn near love. I'm going to say like, cause I love this girl already is telling me she's pregnant as uncomfortable as that made me at the time, some twisted way, it made me so comfortable. Like I, I had never been more peaceful with my life at that point. I went, I started going to appointments with her. I started, we started talking about baby names, all that. I hadn't told a soul yet. Me and the girl went to the doctor and you know, they said like, you're definitely pregnant. So now the pressure's on. I'm still hanging out with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, we, we on rocky terms, but it's not like nothing we hadn't seen before. Like, you know, just stuff in relationship. Like, so we arguing, but it's never nothing crazy. Meanwhile, the other girl, she pressured me like, yo, you need to tell her. Like, you have to tell her. Like, you have to tell her. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I hadn't told my mom. I hadn't told my family. I remember telling my group chat one day, shout out to the breakfast club, Ted, Sean, and Jay. I told them. And you know them, them niggas, they was tweaked. They they going crazy. They happy. They partially believe in me, but not really believe in me. So fast forward, I was going through my phone the other day, through my pictures, and I never get this. It was a, I want to say it was a Tuesday or a Wednesday in February, February 26th. Never forget the fucking day. Me and my girl, we were going somewhere, February 26, 2015. We was going somewhere. I was driving. She took a picture of me. And the picture was fire. I look fire in the fucking picture. I might make the picture, the logo art for this, for this uh, podcast actually. But anyway, picture fucking picture. I look fire in the picture. This girl uploads the picture to Instagram. My girlfriend uploads the picture to Instagram. Long caption, you know, confessing, you know, how we, we tight, how we in love, etc. The other girl who got pregnant, not happy about it. She's fucking livid. She's pissed. She called me like, you better tell her or I'm going to tell her. So at this point, I have no other course of action. I have to tell her my world is crashing down today, February 26th. Like insane. Like it was all good a day ago. It's that point in the superhero movie where the villain gets the best of the superhero. The superhero is knocked down, has nowhere to go. This is where I'm at with it. This is where I am at with it at this moment. This is the pump, the point I'm at. So what do I do? In my mind, which is crazy to, to think that I did this, I call my my sister Taisha. Why I call Taisha? Because Taisha can fight. So I'm like, listen, this is probably gonna go crazy. So if my girlfriend hit me, Taisha got my back. She don't care who it is. If somebody hit me, she going. So I call Taisha, and then I call my girlfriend's best friend. 
who just so happens to be my fucking sister, my right or die, my my right hand, Tamika. Shout out, sissy. I call her, and I'm like, I break the news to her first. I'm like, yo, Tamika, I'm having a baby, not by Gabby. I need you to go with me to tell her that I'm having a kid. So Tamika's fucking devastated, of course. Taisha is devastated. And of course, nobody knew that I was dealing with this girl. Only person that knew I was dealing with this girl was Sean. So everybody's finding out this, finding out this at the same exact time, except her friends. Her friends knew all about me, but my friends, my world, nobody knew about this other girl. So I go pick up my girlfriend. I'm like, let's go get some lunch. So I'm in the car. Taisha and Tamika are in the car with me, and we go to Wingstop. Wingstop on 72nd. And we sit in the car and I'm telling, and I tell my girlfriend, I got something to talk to her about. And so she like laughing, like, what, what, what? And I break it to her. I'm like, yo, like I'm having a kid with somebody else. So you know that <laughs> Usher Confessions, I really live that song. That verse, all them verses, them is me. So I'm telling this girl like, yo, I'm having a baby by a woman that I barely even know. Lying, because I know this fucking girl very well. So, yeah, long story short, tell my girlfriend I'm having a kid. As you can imagine, she fucking loses it. She's hysterical. She's crying. She's emotional. She's losing her shit. Tell her we, I don't even know what happened after that. It's all a blur after that. I'm nervous at this point. I can't believe I just did this. I hadn't told my mom yet. I hadn't told my family. So, my girlfriend at the time, she's angry. So, she takes it upon herself to DM the the girl that I have that I'm having a baby by, and she basically tells her like, "Yo, um, anything that has to do with the baby and Bertrand, I'm involved." You know, just popping off. So of course the girl she hated it. She she was livid. So what did she do? She said, "Okay, Bertrand playing this girl playing. I'm about to let everybody know that I'm pregnant." So what does she do? She didn't even tell me. I get on Instagram. She posts a picture of her belly, telling the world that she's pregnant. And what do my goofy ass do? I get in the comments and say, wow, you're going to be a great mom. And she writes back to me and says, thanks, you're going to be a great dad. And then social media start fucking going crazy. Well, like not crazy as far as like celebrity, but local social media start going crazy. Like what? Trample's having a kid? Like what? Who? Like how? And the cat was out the bag. I was having a baby by a woman that nobody knew I was involved with. And I remember getting on fucking Twitter and my friends still give me shit about this to this day. My dumb ass got on fucking Twitter and made a PSA like, yes, I'm having a kid, but um, something like respect my girlfriend. She's a nice lady. Some fucking crazy, some fucking narcissist shit that I had no business doing, but I did it anyway. And so, yeah, I've been terrible to women. I got a whole woman pregnant when I had a girlfriend of five years. I say all that to say, fellas, never, ever, ever let your girlfriend get in the way of your true love. Um, and that's that's my moral of that story. Um, so I know you're wondering what happened, like what happened after that happened. Um, I don't want to get into the details of what happened, but of course, I tried to manage both women. I tried to have this woman that I'm having a baby with, um, never really committed to a relationship with her but also trying to uh, care to and be there for the girlfriend that I cheated on with all these years and finally got somebody pregnant. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance both. 
obviously I'm not with neither of them today. I did a terrible job of that um, for a long time. They both hated me. Um, I feel like we're both in a, all three of us uh, individually are in better places now. I'm cool with, obviously, my child's mother. I love her to death. Um, my ex-girlfriend, um, I don't even know what to say about that. Um, I'm not saying, I don't hate her. I don't believe she hates me. She might, but who gives a fuck? Um, we're cordial, but that's how that story ended. Um, just wanted to say, like, you can grow. And I'll get to the growth part here shortly. So after all that happened, I eventually have the kid, beautiful son of mine named Bentley. Love you, baby. Um, and yeah, me and me and my child's mother, um, we try to give the 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 relationship thing um, a try. I don't want to maybe not a try because she was more committed to it than I was because I was still living a, a life. Um, even then, like all that happened. And, you know, you expect most people to have some type of backlash towards the guy because he got another girl pregnant. But that wasn't the case with me. It was like the total opposite. Um, everybody, nobody really cared. Everybody hated my girlfriend at the time. So they didn't even care that I got her pregnant. They hated her that much that they were happy to see me with the kid. So when you think like my world should crash down, it didn't, which was bad for me because no one seen anything that I did was wrong. They all embraced me. So that enabled me, empowered me like, well, they, they didn't care about me. They didn't care about that. I got a girl pregnant. So why the fuck should I like, I should still live my life. So all the while, while I'm telling my child's mother that I'm working on it, I'm still out here living a reckless life. I'm still, you know, going back to my ex-girlfriend, trying to, you know, do it, do with that, see what that's about other girls. Basically. And eventually after like a half a year, my child's mother basically got fed up. She was over it. And up until that point, all the women in my life and all the people in my life, they, I don't want to say they gave me a pass, but it was probably a pass because, which I think in part because what happened to my dad and me being everyone's favorite and me being like the baby of the family, whenever I did something, whenever I got in trouble, I would get like disciplined for it, but they would easily look past it and be so forgiving. Well, my child's mother had been forgiving to a point. And every guy know, you know, like when a woman is done, she's done. She can talk about it for months. She can threaten you for months. And yeah, that's all cool. And, and you know, you may get scared, you know, but you know when she's done. And my child's mother was done. And she literally left me. She stopped dealing with it. She cut me off cold turkey. It was it was that it was it that was it one day she texted me like this ain't this ain't it i'm not doing this no more and that was and and i when i tell you for the first time in my life i was devastated i told you this whole episode that i was a superhero and reached a super reached the peak of my powers and then my child's mother said fuck that i'm done i'm done with you no more me and you will only communicate for our son. And of course, I thought she was playing. She wasn't playing. The next week, she was out with some dude. And it hit me like, yo, she really don't want nothing to do with my black ass. And I couldn't take it. I was fucking devastated. I felt disrespected. I was sad. I was angry, mad. Like, how the hell could she do this to me? I'm Trambo. Like, what? You can't leave me? That's how I was thinking. But she left my ass. 
And around that time, I hated her for it. Uh, and it wasn't, and in my mind, I hated her because she left me. And it wasn't because, like, she had every right to. And I and I was foul. When she left me, I was doing crazy shit. And I hated her. And I, and I, I wanted, I was so angry. And I, and I was living such a, a terrible life at that point. Like, everything that I had done prior to that, whether in relationships with people, with friendships, everything felt like it had caught up to me at that time. And I was a terrible person. And I would tell everybody, and I would talk bad about her to, like, my family. Like, I would just, you know, like, I hated her for leaving me. And it took for me to, after a couple months, and us going through a rough patch in our relationship, being co-parents, us arguing, us beefing, her with other, her talking to other, another guy, me, me, I'm not even going sugarcoat it. I was hating on the relationship. It wasn't because of that she was in a relationship. It was because of who was with. And I'm like, you can't go for me to go to that goofy. So I hated him. Me and him almost got into a fight before. Like, it was all bad. And I was just, I was a terrible person to her during that whole time. And, and it took me about a year to finally realize, and it's like, I don't know what happened, but it's like, I eventually grew up and that forced me to grow up. And that whole, that whole, that whole time I was doing that and being a bad person. I never took the time to actually think like, yo, she was valid in doing what she had did. And I'm not sure what day or what happened, but I eventually just woke up one day and like, yo, I got to get my shit together. And I realized, like, as much as I hated her for that, I owe almost my entire second portion, this new phase that I'm in, I'm still the same person I was before. I'm still crazy. I'm still, I still say anything. I still have a ton of crazy stories. I still have done bad since then. But that moment when she left me and those times where we did not get along and we hated each other, it sh- it showed me that I had to grow up. It forced me to grow up. And for the first time, someone has held me accountable for my actions. So I feel like I owe the mother of my child, I owe her everything. Not only because she gave me the, the greatest gift that you can give someone, which is life, which is a, a child. We, we, we did something special there. But she turned me into the man I am today. And so I will forever, forever, ever, ever be indebted to her because of that. Because those months that we were not the best, I had to look in the mirror. As hard as it was, as difficult as it was, as much as I avoided it, I had to really look in my mirror and say, you're a, you're a terrible person, Bertrand. You have to get your shit together. Whether it was in job-wise, it was school-wise, I had been living such a terrible life up until that point that... I didn't see myself doing anything wrong, but it took her doing that and showing me and, and not and not giving in to me, not giving in to my, me begging. I mean, I bought her 200 roses. I was doing everything you see in the movies to women. I was doing all of that. And she steady stood on her words, stood on her toes and said, no, hell no, that's not happening. You're not, you're not getting me back. And so I never told her this before. I've never told anyone this, but Karen, thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. I love you a thousand times over because you got me to this point that I'm now, that I'm here talking on this mic. You got you got my creative juices back flowing. 
you got me back centered. I hit a, you hit a reset button on me, and it took a while for me to get here. But I'm more mature. I'm smarter. I'm everything because of the action you did. And I realize now, the man that I am now, that she wasn't wrong. She had to do that. She had to cut me off. She had to treat me the way she did. And she didn't do it for me by any means. She did it for herself. But her doing it for herself changed me. And that's the greatest thing. And that's the reason why women are the most incredible creatures on this planet. Because without them, we would be nothing as men. We would absolutely be nothing. Behind every great man, there's a woman. And I owe that to her. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, the words may fail me here on this mic because that's all I do on this podcast is rambling, but I want you to know I appreciate it. Um, for those wondering, like, well, that's beautiful, Trambo, but are you and your child's mother together? We are not. And doing that process of her cutting me off and her treating me a certain way, I used to resent the fact, like, we have to be together. And I used to sit in my bed and I would even cry. I would even be upset because we weren't together. And I used to like bank my entire life on us being together. But eventually I came to the realization that, and I came comfortable with the fact that we may never ever be together. And I'm, I'm at a point in my life and I have been for a few months for not even a few months, a year now, at least to know maybe even more than a year that it's okay if we're never, if we're never together. And I'm okay with that because we got a great friendship we got a great bond. That's my dog. We may, I may dislike her sometimes, but the love is always there. We may get into it. We may not be on the same page as far as life and goals and everything like that. And that's fine. But we, what we do have is a kid that we share a friendship that's, that cannot be broken. And, and that's where I'm at with that. Um, I want to wrap this up, um, by saying that that's just a story of how women are so important to me. But I can't tell those stories without also bigging up other women in my life. I said that story so I could big up my child's mother because she's an important lady in my life. But I can't forget my friends. Um, if you know me in real life, you know I'm surrounded by a ton of women. Um, certain ones in particular, a certain close group of friends that um, that are around me all the time. And I owe it to them as much as I owe it to my child's mother for making me the man that I am today. Um, because being around them and hearing the stories about the men in their lives and, and picking up on their tendencies and what they like and what they dislike, I know how to treat women. I know how to, I know what's right and I know what's wrong. I may not always do what's right. Um, I'm, and I still, I'm still going to be wrong at times, but I know that I'm better for it because I'm around them. And for those people who ask, why are you around so much women? Because I like women. I'm just comfortable with them and I can learn from them and I can pick up great habits. I'd rather be around all the women in the world and um, never really get a full relationship because people don't like that. I'm with women to be around a bunch of men who, who don't elevate me or who teach me bad habits. And my friends that I have currently don't do that at all. That's not what I'm saying. But, Women teach me a lot more than women than than the men do. My 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 men friends do. They teach me how to be a man, and they you know we can talk about sports. But as far as everyday life and where I feel like I can be successful, the women in my life do that for me. So shout out to them. I love you. 
to all my women friends. I'm not even going to start with saying the name of them because they know who they are. I love them. Thank you. You all have made me a better man. Continue to make me a better man. And I got y'all for life, for life, for life, for life. I promise. Shout out to my cousins. Um, I have two favorite women cousins who who I owe it all to as well. Janice and Denisha. I love you all. You all have made me a better person, whether you know it or not. I'm forever indebted to you. Of course, my mom, my aunts, it goes without saying. All of them. Um, before I wrap this up, um, this episode was about women. Um, I know I rambled a lot, but I, hopefully you got the message and what I was trying to say. Um, that's how I communicate. Like I said, this is going to be, this podcast is more like a, a diary for me, like a, a therapy session. It allows me to express the thoughts that I have in my head that I think, but I haven't wrote them down. I haven't said to anybody. So hopefully you all enjoyed this. Um, but before I go, I wouldn't be, it would be disingenuous to me not to shout out, not to shout out a ton of women. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, like I said, I want to shout out to um, Tamika, Natea, Jazz, Chrissy, Kaishe, Jane, Deidriana, Jaden, Asia, Jessica, Eris. I'm forgetting people already. Crystal, Jaleesa. Um, who else? Brand. I'm forgetting a lot of women right now. I know because I don't write anything down, but I want to shout out and everybody, all my friends, um, Mattia, um, all of them. I want to shout out to all to my to my guys. I want to shout out to their their wives, Ted's wife, Lily, Sean's wife, Lex, Jay's wife, Kadon. Shout out to y'all, especially because I know we all have a group chat called The Breakfast Club and I know where The Breakfast Club started at and how we were as men when it first started and how we are now. And that's, only only because of what you three women have done for those men just like my friends just like my child's mother have done for me in my in my real life um so thank you because you you made us all greater men and we'll continue to be greater men because of you um i want to shout out to some to some women businesses give some uplifting some local um women businesses um around my around my city uh first off huge shout out to um, top drawer fashion, Deidreana and Natea, keep doing y'all fucking thing. Love y'all. Got to shout out to uh, the Dace by my cousin Dacia with the eyelashes and the classes you teach. Huge, huge, huge shout out to you. Um, Got to give a shout out to my cousin, my son's godmom, Bree. Uh, the whole um, Arbonne movement you got in the city is fucking incredible. Love what you fucking doing there. Keep it fucking up. Um, my baby mama just started 4X huge shout out to her doing that um whatever whatever she need for that uh make sure i go support uh, like i said y'all support her that makes my child support go up so please go support the forex movement uh all the local makeup uh artists in my city or that started here in my city uh so chachi beauty uh fly girl days with the braids i'm um, forgetting a lot of people daydream hair uh oh and shout out to uh the most talented woman i know Jaden black canvas book I see what you're doing out there on social media. I cannot wait to see what you got in store. Shout out to you. Shout out to Errors with Royal Reservations. Uh, shout out to uh, my cousin Diamond with Emery's Cafe. Um, black restaurant entrepreneur owner of Emery's Cafe here in Nebraska. Shout out to you as well. Um, shout out to uh, my sis Lex. Uh, uh, Lex McGarry with the um, Mary Kay. You keep moving numbers. Keep exceed, Keep excelling there. Can't wait to see you pull up. 
with Sean in the passenger seat of that pink Cadillac. That's going to be a movie. Uh, shout out to you. Man, shout out just to everybody, every woman, every especially every black woman out there doing her thing. I got so much fucking love for you all. I cannot wait to um, sit down with some of you in season two when I start having guests on this show. Um, I love you. Hopefully, this is a great episode. Hopefully, you feel me where I'm coming from. And this, you know, it was genuine. And I spoke some real shit. Um, as always, though, um, before I leave, remember, love the Trambo because the Trambo loves you back. watches at property dons at fifth shades at dc inks and a plethora of other local businesses to hear your business on this podcast please just shoot me a dm 